Good morning. This is South Florida Sunday. I'm Tracy St. George. And does this sound familiar to you? Flashlight check, extra water check, smartphone check. And if it sounds like the start of a hurricane preparedness kit, you are absolutely right. And that last item, your smartphone, can actually do more than just help you make a call when you need to the most. So joining us to talk about hurricane season communication tips and network preparations AT&T makes to keep you and our first responders connected during a storm is Kelly Starling with AT&T. Welcome back, Kelly. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. We love having you here, and I'm so glad you are here to help us out. So besides making phone calls and playing games, um, how is, can our <laughs> smartphone actually help us in the event of a hurricane? And not in that order, right? <laughs> right. Um, well, as you know, those these devices have become like mini computers mm-hmm. in our hands, so there's so many ways you can use it. So for instance, if, say, you don't have a cloud account, a lot of people have their own cloud account but say you don't have a cloud account to back up your important documents to, um, you can take pictures of like your home, your homeowner's insurance that you know you'll probably need after the storm, your medical insurance, your passport, yeah. all those critical things. You can take photos of them and store them on your phone so you have quick access. Also, you can use your device for location services. So if you're in an evacuation zone and you want to know what routes are going to be jam-packed or if there's debris in the road, you can use a tool like the AT&T Navigator app, Waze app, any of those that will Mm -hmm. help you navigate your way. That's also very helpful um, as well. And you can also um, take advantage of accessing the local radio station, TV stations, or weather app to Mm -hmm. see what's going on in your neighborhood. In case you lose power. Exactly. Right. So there's so many different ways you can use the device. So that means it's a key that you keep it charged because, as we've discussed before, and I know it's happened to both of us, in the wake of hurricanes, some of the hurricanes, you may be without power for days, weeks in some cases. So make sure that you have your phone charged before the storm gets there. Make sure you have a backup way to charge it. I love Um, those backup pack things that they have. Yeah, they call them the juice packs. They're really good. Um, But even after so many days, that could potentially run out and Mm -hmm. you have to have a way to to charge it. But backup batteries, uh, battery packs, excuse me, car chargers, a push comes to shove. But another thing you can do, which I had just had not heard of this until recently, is charge your laptop before the storm gets here. Get it fully charged, turn it off, don't use it. Mm-hmm. And say, if you do go with that power for days and your backup battery pack is gone, then you turn on the laptop and just plug your device into the laptop <gasps> with USB. Right. And mm-hmm. it kind of serves as a mini generator. Yes, it um, does. I didn't think of that. Yeah, so I'm like, that's a good idea. Another way to, to have a backup plan. And also to cut down on um, your battery draining so quickly, get rid of some of the, or disable some of the features. So if there's apps you're not really using that aren't critical, delete them. Mm -hmm. Um, Apps that constantly run data in the background, make sure you disable that. What kind of apps run data in the background? Um, Well, there's some and they usually tell you like, Well, it must be like Waze must because. That that would. Even though you want to keep that one, but that would be an example because it always knows where you are and what's around you. Right, but if say you're not an evacuee and you don't really need the, navigation apps Mm -hmm. or the location-based service apps, then even get rid of those for the time being. Disable them because Mm -hmm. they do really eat up your battery power. And if you're 
bored and you're because you don't have power you might want to sit there and just watch stream videos and stuff but that will really suck down your battery yes. so limit your video watching <laughs> turn off wi-fi turn off bluetooth put it in power save mode and also or put it in airplane mode mm -hmm. and that's really going to extend the battery life so that's something else you can do to, to just you know make sure it lasts as long as it can now will airplane mode still um activate the find your friends app when like if airplane, somebody probably not you're going to lose some features by doing oh, it okay but that's why i say only if you really are in the situation where okay my battery's getting really low mm -hmm. i'm not that would take a long you know a right. few days but um i don't know for certain but i doubt it did you hear about the girl that was saved because of her find your friends app i've heard a couple of those this was awesome this was just the other day this girl was missing her curfew and the mother's like where is she so she looked in her finds the friends app she found her and she's like why isn't she moving on this street that's so weird right so the mother called but the girl's phone was kind of far away from her the mom drove right over to her the girl had driven off of the road in a ditch right. her car was flipped over and she was trapped but because of that find your friend app saved right that's amazing and you know years ago years ago before the smartphones came out AT&T had a find friends app mm -hmm. it was like way ahead wow. you know how sometimes you get ahead of the plane and I remember my phone my purse actually was stolen from my vehicle when I was working out in the gym and my phone was in there a lot Ugh. with a lot of other stuff because I was going to be doing a TV interview the next day so mm -hmm. I had Bluetooth headsets all of this in my purse mm -hmm. and by looking at my find friends app um, it was my phone was turned on to one of my friends who was connected to me on Find Friends. We could see exactly where that device was. I That's just couldn't get crazy. any kind of help to get to it quick enough. <laughs> but so yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I have heard stories like mm -hmm. that. That's so, really but awesome. It's a good question, but I don't know if in airplane mode you could use that. I think that disables a lot of features. Okay, we'll have to Google right. that later. Because a lot of those location-based services, you can find people. Um, like we have a, a family app where you can find the location of devices um, that are on your account. Mm -hmm. So you would need that location-based service turned on then. Mm -hmm. But again, these are just ways if you don't need it and you want to extend your battery life, you can use some of those tips. Perfect, perfect. Now, I understand that AT&T is taking steps to adapt to the changing climate, which some right. scientists expect to intensify the the impacts of hurricanes. I yes. do not like the sound of that. I but tell scary. me about it. it is. Well, we have worked with the U.S. Department of Energy's Argonne National Laboratory um, on a climate resiliency project because that way we're trying to with the climate changes, we want to make sure we prepare our infrastructure, our network infrastructure to be able to deal with that. So, um, and what we've done now is the data, the climate data set that we've collected by working with them, we're making it available to the public and to encourage um, that data set to be used we have launched the Climate Resiliency Community Challenge, which encourages universities to work in collaboration with governments to use that information to better prepare for the future that because of the climate change. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things we're doing. Um, and they'll be given a certain amount of money to universities to use the data and then try to make improvements and prepare for what's gonna come down the road with the climate mm -hmm. change. That's awesome. Um, I'm reading your paper here and I wanna know about cows and colts. I know. <laughs> I was I like, wait names. a minute, what does AT&T have to do with cows? Right. So <laughs> when we know, in terms of our network, when we know that a hurricane is approaching, the first thing we do is we beef up the network, the capacity on it, mm -hmm. so we, it can accommodate more um, higher, you know, network traffic, um, traffic volume. Because 
we see a peak in that obviously in the days leading up to the hurricane right. when everyone's in the stores buying out all the water and the generators yes. <laughs> and then of course after the hurricane there's a high call volume high data use volume so we beef up the network with more capacity and then on standby, we have equipment like the cows and the mm -hmm. colts. Cows sell on wheels. Which colts. is not an animal. Sell right. on wheels. C-O-W. Self-contained truck. You just drive it into wherever you need it. Raise the mast. The antennas are on top. And you can provide coverage in that particular area. That is awesome. And a colt, very similar sell on light truck. Um, that doesn't necessarily always have to be a self-contained truck. It'd be something you pull in. So that's mm -hmm. why they call it a Colt. So um, this cow now that drives in, how far of a radius does that have that sells or that depends shares Depends on how signal? high you have it. Because see, the higher the sectors or antennas, the farther it's going to reach. But I don't know what the highest one we have is. I, I know... I know it can at least go to 75 feet, mm -hmm. but we also bring in sat or sat colts, mm -hmm. colts with satellites to even help. Like after the unfortunately the horrible tornadoes we had earlier this year in right. Alabama and Georgia, we had some sat colts there mm -hmm. as well. But we also stage other equipment in advance of the storm, like generators, portable generators. Mm -hmm. Most of our sites and our switches have fixed generators. Um, especially the ones that are in the most vulnerable, like the hurricane-prone areas right on the water. Like but us here. For, for those who don't, we have the portable generators we can bring in. Um, so that's one of the other things we do to prepare. We also have like field exercises to put all of our equipment through to make sure everything's working mm -hmm. right, tabletop exercises. So they're constantly training. And then we'll also go to our cell sites and switches and top off the generators with fuel to make sure that's all done before the storm gets here. Um, but we're also using what, you're gonna like this one now, flying cows. Flying, flying cows? It's called, um, <laughs> yeah, cause it's not a, it's a cell on wings. Cell on wings, okay. Yeah, so we actually have, we use that in So it's way. like a drone? Yes, mm -hmm. we use drones as well, but for the cows, it actually has, an, the flying cows actually have antennas on the wings and we actually used one of those post Michael last year and the panhandle mm -hmm. um, in an area where there's just very little coverage. So, and, and we also, outside of disasters, we're using them at some sporting venues and stadiums and mm -hmm. stuff. So it's gotten very high tech. Yeah, for and sure. And we actually have our own tent city. If it were something really, catas a really catastrophic storm, we have what we call a tent city. It can house 40 people. It's got its own laundry facilities, a nurse hazmat. I've seen it when it comes in. One truck looks like a mini hardware store on wheels. It's just amazing. But everything wow. is self-contained. You bring in your fuel um, because you don't want to have to worry when you're in a place with a storm how are you going to get fuel so you bring it with you mm -hmm. so they do a lot of training throughout the year and we've invested about 650 million dollars in our network disaster recovery so wow. preparation's key and then having that program post storm to get your services your network fully recovered quickly for the customers is the other and a lot of what we're doing um, is helping with FirstNet, our, our first responders. It's the FirstNet Authority, and it is the first communications platform in the country that's dedicated solely to the first responders, which are your police officers, your firefighters, your um, EMTs, ambulance, I'm not sure what you call them all, but your mm -hmm. ambulance folks. So that gives them priority in the, in the event of a disaster. Oh, that's They great. go to the front of the line. Mm -hmm. They don't Their have to worry about throttling, through. congestion, they get that they get wow. top priority that is and they also have access to like 75 pieces of our network disaster recovery equipment like the cows and the colts and emergency communication mm -hmm. all of that they have access to so 
Where do you um, house all that emergency stuff? We have we have warehouses across the country, mm -hmm. and we don't ever say where they are just because for, I guess, for safety reasons, right. so someone doesn't want to go in and take something because, <laughs> you know, they have gone to sell sites and taken copper. Goodness. So we don't say where those warehouses are, but we have them across the country. So they're ready and to we roll have one, Yeah, and yes, in Florida, so we can get mm -hmm. where they are. It's not doesn't take long to get to them, so I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. That's without, awesome. Without telling you too much, because then I'll have to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that today. That's right. <laughs> so, Kelly, if people want to find out more information about how they can get some help and some information about hurricane preparedness, where could they go? If you go to att.com forward slash vital connections, mm -hmm. they have a lot of these tips and information there. Okay. And if you could leave us with your favorite tip for hurricane preparedness, what would that be? The most important thing, like what would you tell your sister? Don't forget, this is the most important thing. First of all, to make sure you have a way to keep your phone charged. Mm -hmm. Having a, one of the juice packs, having your car charger. But then the other tip I would definitely suggest after the storm is, again, if you really want the best success at reaching out to someone and not having to deal with network congestion as much, text. Text. Text don't call. It's okay. for some texting takes less of the resources in our networks. They oftentimes will go through much quicker than mm -hmm. when you make a voice call. Okay. So that's just I think another helpful tip. Good um, to know. Perfect. Keep your device protected because you know a lot of times water damage is the biggest thing we face with hurricanes. Right. So make sure it's in. If you don't have a waterproof case, just put it in a little baggie and zip it up. Perfect idea. So it is att.com/slash vital connections. Vital connections. Kelly, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me.